it's a whole new year and it's that time when we wipe all the slates clean from 2022 and begin again. Just like we want new things, God desires new things in us as well. Join me this week as we talk about five new things for the new year. Hi, and welcome to the Raising Kids on Your Knees podcast. Raising Kids on Your Knees is a ministry dedicated to equipping you to pray and parent life into the lives of your children. I am your host, Tina Smith. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here with me. My prayer for you is that your time here will help you grow in freedom and victory in Christ so that your prayers for your children are powerful and effective. Welcome back and Happy New Year. I hope you enjoyed your New Year celebrations. I remember when we were kids, we would run out into the street at midnight at my cousin's house and yell Happy New Year to all the neighborhood. Although my days of running in the streets are over, I still want to shout to you Happy New Year. My prayer for you is that by this time next year, God has done some miraculous new things in you and your family. I like new things. I like how they smell coming out of the package. I like how they look all shiny and clean, especially a new car. I like how they work, usually. If they're clothing, I like how they make me feel when I'm wearing them. Chances are you've gotten some new things for Christmas. The problem with new things is they don't stay new for very long. They stop smelling new, the new car gets dirty when the weather changes, and clothing goes out of style. It isn't long before you're looking for another new thing. The great thing about God is all things are new every morning. With Him, there's always a new thing He is doing. God has some new things He wants to do in you and your children's lives this year, and He wants to partner with you as He does them. The very foundation of how God partners with us is through prayer. Here are five reasons to pray daily for your children. Number one, it paves a path for the Holy Spirit to work in their lives. Number two, it gives them a distinct advantage in the spiritual realm. Number three, they want us to pray for them. Number four, children who know they are prayed for are more secure. And number five, parents who pray for their children are more at peace. Mark Batterson, in his book, Praying Circles Around Your Children, says this, You don't become a praying parent by default. You do it by design, by desire, by discipline. Spiritual disciplines take sheer determination. But if you determine to circle your children in prayer, you will shape their destinies, just like Susanna Wesley shaped the destinies of her children. Your prayers will live on in their lives long after they die. Your prayers for your children are the greatest legacy you can leave. You will never be a perfect parent, but you can be a praying parent. Raising Kids on Your Knees desires to have all parents praying for their children on a consistent basis, but we can't do that without you. Here are a few ways that you can partner with me to get as many moms and dads praying as possible for 2023. Do you know a mom who would like to join us in prayer for their kids? You can share with them this podcast. You can print out the prayer sheets for your Sunday school class or your small group. And you can simply invite others to join us by subscribing to the prayer tribe. Join me and others around the world this year as we make the biggest impact on the future we can by praying. I'm looking forward to all God will do through our prayers this new year and forever grateful to be standing arm in arm with you in prayer. 
As we get started with our first prayer sheet this year, we will be praying about five new things that God wants to do in our lives and the lives of our children this year. The first thing that God wants to do in us and our children is for us to become a new creation. Look at 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. The absolute best new we can ever be is a new creation in Christ. It will require a recognition of our sin, the fact that there is nothing we can do to make it okay before God, and a submissive heart to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Once we've made the choice to follow Jesus and invite him into our hearts, we go from being spiritually dead to spiritually alive. Our children are born spiritually dead until they make the choice on their own to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Interestingly, God has made it very simple for children to believe in him. The older they become, the harder it is for them to make that decision. Statistics show that 63% of people receive Christ between the ages of 4 and 18. Think about that. The greatest chance our children have to receive Christ is while they are living in our homes. I had the joy and privilege of praying with all of my children to receive Jesus. I would love to tell you that they walked that faith out from that moment on, but that simply isn't reality. What did transpire in those early ages is they became spiritually alive. Spiritually alive children respond to the work of the Holy Spirit in their lives much more easily than those who are spiritually dead. As you talk about Jesus with your children and share with them who he is and what he has done for them, don't be afraid to ask if they want to receive him as their Lord and Savior. Trust me when I tell you that they're going to say yes or no. And when they respond with a yes, simply lead them through the prayer of salvation. It's really that simple. Then enjoy discipling them. There's no greater privilege than leading your own children to Jesus. I have a page over on the website that talks about all salvation and gives you the prayers that you can pray with your children. I'll leave a link for that in the show notes. The number two thing God wants to do in your life, in your children's lives this year, is a new thing. Isaiah 43, 19 says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Change is inevitable, and as much as God is the same, he's always doing new things in and through our children's lives. God never changes, but our circumstances do. And as we grow and our children grow, we are in a constant state of change. I will sometimes fight the new things God wants to do so hard. New things usually mean I have to let go of the old things. With that comes grief and sometimes pain. I don't know anyone who enjoys grief and pain. I remember fighting God so hard when I knew he was about to change everything in my life. I would never look the same again. However, the new thing he did far outweighed the old. It just took courage to let go of what I wanted and embrace all that God wanted. Sometimes we have to let go of the old so that God can do the new and we can trust the new thing God is ready and waiting to do. As God begins to do new things in your life and the lives of your children this year, let's be our children's biggest cheerleaders. I'm always grateful for this third thing that is new with God. Lamentations 3, 22 through 23 promises us this. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. 
Every day is a new day in the story God is writing in your life and the lives of your children. Each day when we wake up, we can rest assured God's love is steadfast, no matter what happened the day before. Romans 8.39 says this, No power in the sky or above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Do you believe that? There is absolutely nothing that will separate you or your children from God's love. Nothing. God's faithfulness to us is so great that every morning the slate is clean and his mercies are new. It's like taking an eraser to a whiteboard and wiping it clean every day. What about you as a parent? Do you start each day with a clean slate towards your children? Or are you still carrying stuff over from the day before? The good news about all of this is that the love and mercy of God follow our children around like a hound dog no matter where they go. That gives me great comfort and peace to know when I'm not with them, God is and always will be. Where are my planners? God is a planner. Did you know that? The fourth thing I want to share with you is that God has a new plan for you and your children this year. Jeremiah 29 11 is one of my favorite verses. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. It's that time of the year when we make plans for the new year. We get out our new planners and start chipping away at what all we want to do in the new year. The only thing we forget when we're busy making our plans is to include God in them. Often, I think if I just give God a head nod, I've included him in the plans. Sometimes I just want him to get on board with my plans rather than his. Have you ever sat down with your planner and asked God to fill it? It may look way different than if you were to go do it on your own. What about making your plans but giving God permission to interrupt those plans? I made my own plans for many years without even a glance at what God may want to do. At the end of the day, when I didn't yield my plans to his, I felt in bed exhausted from fighting what God wanted to do in my life. Or maybe like me, you planned God right out of your plans. It is your way or the highway. In either case, God knows the plans he has for you and for your children. Plans for good and not for bad. Plans for hope and a future. Those are things you can count on when we allow God to make our plans. As we teach our children to allow God to be part of their planning, they will walk in tandem with God at much younger ages. What a blessing that is. And wrapping it all up this week, we could all use some new strength. Isaiah 40, 31 assures us of this. But they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I am not good at waiting. I'm getting better, but I still have a long way to go. When we refuse to wait on God, here's what we're missing out on. Renewed strength. The ability to soar like an eagle, the ability to run and not be weary, and the ability to walk and not faint. Do you find yourself unable to soar, not able to run and grow tired easily and unable to walk without growing faint? Then maybe you need to learn to wait on God. I'm a Martha and not a Mary. My tendency is to do and ask questions later. Are you like that? If you are, waiting will be a discipline for you. However, it is a discipline worth learning. There are too many benefits to pass on. Passing on this discipline to your children will ensure their ability to soar, run, and not grow tired as they follow Jesus. 
To wrap up today, here are five ways you can step up your spiritual parenting this week. Number one, become a new creation in Christ. Invite him into your life. Number two, let go of the old so God can do the new. Number three, start each day with a clean slate. Number four, allow room for God to change your plans. And number five, learn to wait on God. I firmly believe that as you pray these principles over your children this week and step up your spiritual parenting in these five areas, you will begin to see changes in your family and leave a lasting legacy for generations. Let me pray for you today. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for my friend. I lift them up to you as you begin to do new things in their lives this year. Lord, open their eyes to all of it. Let them see it. Let them surrender to you and what you want to do. Lord, I thank you and I praise you that you are the God of new things, but you're never changing. In Jesus' name, amen.